Hello everybody, this is Errol the Adventurer from ErrolTheAdventurer.com and this is Errol the Adventurer, the podcast. Welcome, I'm so glad that you can join me, trust me, it is very much appreciated. I don't know if this is your first time listening to me, but if it is, um, allow me to inform you that um, this isn't a traditional podcast. Um, in relation to my name or my title or my tag or whatever, um, I am an adventurer. I can't always get very far, but I'm always on the move. And I'm never really in a studio, studio, or um, and I rarely get a chance to edit it. I just really just um, run my mouth and and run the show, like run it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, what you hear is what you get, basically, is what I'm saying, um, and that's perfectly okay because, well. I live a regular life, and in regular life, um, mistakes happen. Um, you mispronounce words, um, you forget things, shit like that. Um, so, I don't really care that much. Um, so much as far as editing goes. What I do care about is doing this podcast, <laughs> which is Arrow the Adventurer. The podcast. Um, so let's get right into it. I want to talk about dreams. Some people, some people have told me over time that they don't even have dreams. Is that true? Because I've had dreams all my life. I once read an article. It said that because you ever heard um, the tale <laughs> that people or most people don't dream in color. Most people dream in black and white. That's never been the case for me. And... As it turns out, as far as far as these scientists goes, um, that's mostly attributed to what television they watch, because in a time of black and white television, people <laughs> dreamed in black and white and grays and various shades of gray, and um, as more people got color television, they dreamt more. In color, that just does not seem plausibly accurate to me. I wonder who they were testing. I've always dreamed in color, though. That was just a weird, something weird that I read one time. I don't know. I read it on the interwebs. Anybody could have wrote it. <laughs> so, I don't know. But what I will tell you is, 
my own personal um is it objective or subjective story I always get those so confused I think it's subjective my subjective stories because it doesn't apply to everybody this applies to me so I could tell you what I know objective would mean um something that um is normally <laughs> universally or relatable or universally or universally relatable <laughs> with everybody everybody can um kind of um you know relate to it I'm sorry I couldn't think of another word for relate um but anyways this is my um subjective um ideas or opinions they're not opinions these are my subjective facts <laughs> cuz we're talking about dreams here <laughs> so um but give me a second let's go through my notes cuz as you know like i said before i don't have a script or anything like that i just write stuff down and i i just talk about them a little bit so if you just give me a moment um Okay. So, I'm a dreamer. I mean, I say that because a lot of people act like they don't have dreams. And even when they have dreams, um, they don't really care too much about them. And it's not my place. Um, to put any blame on them for that because, well, maybe their dreams don't mean shit. It be like that sometimes. My dreams, according to me, um, they seem to mean things. Here's the weird thing about people who are trying to prove things. When it comes to the mind, in order to, how do I put this? In order, con- in order to construct, uh, like a synopsis or some shit on how the mind works, or a map. On how the mind works. You would have to have access to everything in my mind. Correct? Okay. Let me go left field real quick. It's not totally left field. But it's kind of left field. How science works sometimes. So, let's say I have a baby and I have a dog. Every day, I take the baby, I take the dog, I put him in my car, we go places. Now, 
every party in a situation is making their own particular observations. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Have you ever have you ever watched a movie um um with John Travolta back in the day? Look who's talking. It was either look who's talking or look who's talking to and he stuck the breadstick in the key thing. He was like, oh press that like it's kinda like that. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm my eighties baby. Um you could go look it up, but look who's talking. That's like this is where I'm going with it. Like, cause a dog knows. I don't know if they know, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> that they know that cars are not alive. <laughs> They're not animals. <laughs> They're not creatures. I'm pretty sure that dogs, cats, birds, most creatures know in a weird way that cars, automobiles are machines. They have to be. <laughs> because until we get in them, they don't do nothing. So, and even animals have to have a concept of what machines are. And naturally, whether you like it or not, we are animals. So, going back to the baby and a dog. The dog knows, you know, the man, the woman, the human, the human has to open the door. Let me in, the dog, let the dog in. Put this thing in. It starts to growl. The windows go down and we move. That's the dog's explanation of how motor vehicles work. Um, a child's or a baby's explanation might be very similar. Now, the person who is operating that vehicle Explanation might be a little bit different, but a little bit the same. Like, well, it's not that simple. First, I have to put gas in it. It has to have gas. Everything has to be ordered. The lights can't come on. It has to be in working order. Then, we can drive this car. Is what it's called. Is what you tell the baby and the dog. This is this is a car. This is an automobile. This is the machine that we are traveling in. Welcome to. <laughs> Welcome to the world of knowledge. <laughs> so. And then you have the mechanic. Now the mechanic, he knows the inner workings of this motor vehicle. So yeah, it's, you just don't put gas in it and you look for the lights. Um, you have to put gas in it, oil in it, and you have to check all these doohickeys and my thingamajigs um, that move around in circles and in straight places and, you know, with bands. 
circular rotating rubber thick rubber bands things like that um the mechanics of it it's not that simple so what the mechanics gonna tell the human um just as the um the human uh, operator has told the baby and the child now we can even take that a step deeper and say that well a scientist or a physicist or a chemist or something like that so it's not that easy um because you can't just put any gas in you know what i'm saying you got all kinds of combustible gases and you need this spe- this specific type of combustible gas to put in this part of the engine and this type of um whatever oil gas concoction <laughs> to put in this part and another concoction to put in another part just for this whether it be for the motor or just lubricant for the ball bearings it gets pretty complicated well that's that's kind of midway between the mechanic and and the um and the physicist but the physicist could tell you about all the combustions that happens inside the motor in order to make the pistons run and such things like that. And engineers, things like that. So, there's that aspect. And then you could take it super deep and then just take it to a straight atomic level on why this is happening. My point is, you can be wrong and right or you can be right but not completely right and that's how science is you know what i mean how does this relate to dreams how might this relate to dreams well we only know what we know Have you ever had a premonition? Have you ever had a dream that came true? Sometimes people may not even know how to pay attention to dreams because just like the last example, sometimes you can be right in general, but you can be wrong when it comes to the specifics. For example, the baby, the dog, the operator, the mechanic, they're all right. Their observations were totally correct. Were they complete? No. (laughs) But the dog is right. Operator has to get in, stick the thing in, do whatever. Baby sees the same thing. They're totally right. That does make a car go. Operator said, yeah, you have to put gas in it, oil, make sure it's everything right. Totally right. That's what makes the car go. Physicists are like, yo, you have to have the right kind of gas to make the proper combustions. Absolutely correct. So, dreams might be the same way. Have you ever been told this story? Or, or let's say you've been told about a person before or a situation or a place 
and it was described to you in detail. And your mind, you can imagine what they are describing accurately without imagining what they're talking about. So, well, there was um, greenhouse, big trees, you know, things like that. I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time. This is like very difficult to explain, I apologize. (laughs) But you can still imagine exactly what was described to you without specifically imagining what is to be described to you. And it's like pain it's like if you had a room for like a bunch of people and you're looking at a picture. You're looking at a picture and you're looking at a room for the artist with uh, um a canvas in front of them and you describe the picture you say everybody draw this and you're going you know what I'm saying into as much detail as you wish like a lot of those pictures are going to come out different some are going to come out the same but they're all going to be the same thing (laughs) if they're following um, if they're following the description. So you can very much um, be drawing the same thing and it still comes out different depending on um, how, you're an ima- how you're imagining it and, and how it's being described. You know? And I think in some cases... In some categories of dreams, it could be like that. Like when it comes to um weird, weird sixth sense stuff. You know what I'm saying? And you got synonyms. You got synonyms. I can't think of any right now. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it could just be a simple misunderstanding, like, oh, you meant that or not this. You know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, I'll give you one. I just thought of one. Okay. You have a Chevy Impala, and you have an actual Impala. You feel me? Or you might see somebody, or you might think of, I mean, if you know what an Impala is, a lot of people wouldn't dream of a damn um, Impala in the Savannah. <laughs> but but this is the best I- idea I could think of. Um, you know, you might, like, there's an Apollo. <laughs> and, and this could be a premonition. But you think of a damn deer-like animal when really it's a car. Or, in some twist of fate, you might think of a car and it's really a deer-like animal, an Apollo. You know what I'm saying? That type of thing. Like, 
in my personal sub, um, subjective experience, um, dreams can be like that. And you just have to consider the possibilities, if you care to. Because also in my experience, you could be looking at anything. <laughs> it is, it's, it's hardly ever even worth it. <laughs> um, so, who wants to hear about dreams? A lot of people say you should keep a dream log. I'm actually quite fearful of that. Only because I once, if you read my book on Amazon.com, my ebook, it's called I'm Not Insane, I'm Informed, and Thank You for Your Time. And it's by Errol Fisher, which is me, Errol from ErrolTheInventor.com. But um, somebody literally tore up my dreams. This this crazy lady I was dating at the time, and I started this dream log. Or she actually tore, she tore them up into into the tiniest little um pieces. So it's not only that, but. I believe that everybody's individual dreams, they're for you. Now, what if somebody got their hands on it? What if people are just being nosy? Like, it's not, even if it didn't mean anything, I don't want you reading them. It's like, it's, it's, it's a, it's a dream journal. And it's, I don't know. That's just something, like, dreams is something I'd rather memorize. But it does help. Like, keep it a dream log. Like, you can actually just, like, transport to that dream when you read your dreams over again. Um, Dream logs are pretty cool, if you can secure it. I don't like people reading my dreams. Um, Because it's hard enough for you to interpret it. And then you got other people trying to interpret your dream. And a lot of problems. Like, anyways, you want to hear one dream that I had that stuck out in my mind since I was maybe 16, 17, 18. I was walking through a gymnasium. In this, in, in this gymnasium, there were a bunch of lean-tos. Now, a lean-to is a temporary structure. Um, it's kind of like a half tent, a half a tent, like it, just to protect you from the rain and the sun or what have you. Um, it would be like, um, just think of like a square or a rectangle um, leaning over you. With two sticks holding it up. That's our leading to. You know? Like, imagine a board on top of you with the two bottom parts on the ground and the two upper parts are held up by sticks. That's a lean to. Um, but on his lean tos, where every flag of the world. 
And in the sky, even in the gymnasium, there were arrows. Arrows. Not like my name, but arrows, like bow and arrows. Just flying through the sky. And I'm just walking through them. And I was horrified at first, but I wasn't getting hit. And I was just walking through them. And everybody else was panicking, running, getting hit. And I was just walking through them. Arrows coming down. And then I made my way outside. More arrows. Even more arrows. It was like a swarm. It was like a swarm. Like, have you ever seen, like, those nature on videos of birds just making clouds? It was like a cloud of arrows. But coming down. That dream sticks out to me. I once had a dream. Which was pretty weird. I almost don't want to say it. But I'm gonna just I'm just gonna say it because I'm just gonna um this was in nineteen ninety six which means I was I was twelve and I woke up and I leave my room And I walked past my mother's room. Well, I didn't walk past it. I stopped it. I walked to it. I was going to walk past it. But something got my attention and I stopped. And from what I could see... It looked like a little person meditating on the edge of the bed. That's not where shit gets weird. And I bullshit you not. I don't know if she remembers it. I might ask her. She probably won't remember it. This was a long time ago. But the next morning, I was getting up to go to school. She stops me. And she says, and she never tells me about her dreams. But she was like, I've had the strangest dreams. No, she said, I had the strangest dream. Not dreams, plural. I had the strangest dream. I dreamed there was a cat or something on my bed. I didn't tell her about my dream. I went to school. 
But she said, I had the strangest dream. There was a cat or something on my bed. I don't know. Maybe that could have been a dream too. That could have been a dream within a dream. It happens. But all that as far as my mind is concerned. All that is real. So. Those are a couple of dreams that I had that. You know what are some other interesting dreams that I have? I live in Lakeland, Florida. And a lot of the time I lived on 92, Highway 92. And it's by Lake Parker. Um, Lake Parker is a pretty big lake. Um, it feeds the Peace River system. Goes all the way to Peace River. Goes all the way to Port Charlotte. Um, into the Gulf of Mexico. I don't know how relevant that is. But. I've had so many dreams. That seem like prehistoric dreams. Like along Lake Parker. Like like before people were there. Like I've. Like in my dreams. <laughs> it felt like I was there. In my dreams. I know these are just dreams. But at the same time. And these gators. These huge gators. The gators never hurt me, but they're huge. They're fucking huge. And it's just like... It's just so weird. I love that. That's like my favorite lake in Lakeland is Lake Parker. That's like my lake. Like, I remember one time in 1994, I had a dream that there were wolves on the bank, on the bank of um, Lake Parker. Wolves. In 1994, I was 10 years old. But I know how, when that date was, because I remember where I was living, where I had, when I had that dream, because we moved every year. So I can kind of catalog my time by that because I just have to think, well, where was I living at the time? Because we moved every year um, for the most part when leases were up and such. So there's something special about Lake Park and Lake Lake Florida, something very special. So, I don't know, that's all I really have about dreams right now. I mean, I could tell you about other dreams, but maybe for another time, because I already spent a lot of time just talking about nothing, I guess. I'm just sitting here by this stream. Thinking about stuff. 
You want to know one thing? You remember, if you listened to my last episode, I was talking about uh, my brother, my best friend, Pete, who killed himself. If you go to the surviving um, suicide episode. We've discussed a lot of things that I never told anybody. One thing that I'm going to tell you right now because it goes along with the topic is he said, he said this to me when we were like teenagers. He said, I seen you before. (laughs) He said, I bullshit you or not. I'm about to start tearing up when I say this. He said, I knew you when I met you. Said, I seen you in my dreams. He said, you were always a mystery man. That was an exact quote. He said, you were the mystery man in my dream. That's the only way he can put it. And we were just regular talking. Like, it wasn't mystical. He wasn't, like, tearing up or nothing like that. He was just like, yo. I, <laughs> like, you know, like, that's how close we, how close do you have to be to somebody <laughs> for them to even come out and say some shit like that? We've had lots of conversations about lots of different things. And he, he came out and said, he said, um... He said, I knew you. He said along the lines, I knew you before. Or I seen you before. He said, I know you from my dreams. Before I met you. And he said, you were the mystery man. I bullshit you or not. That's my brother from another. Pretty crazy, right? We have uh, we had other weird conversations too, stuff that I've never told him about, stuff that only him and I would always talk about. Um, Cause we go back to like 1994, like the first guy I met when I moved to Florida. And we were like brothers ever since, all the way up until he died um, in 2017 um, by suicide. <sighs> Granted, things were pretty rough the last couple of years. We kind of separated, but at the same time, we were the type, um, whenever we got together, it was just like, we were never separated. We know what to do when we're around each other. And we know that we are safe when we're around each other. I got his shit covered. He got my shit covered. Period. <laughs> no questions asked. 
nothing need to be said. But anyways, um, I guess that's all I'm gonna say on this episode. That's all I wanna share. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna share for now. So, thank you for tuning in to Arrow the Adventurer, the podcast. This is Arrow the Adventurer from arrowtheadventurer.com. Check out the website. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. What I leave out? Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. You know? I don't mind sharing. And I hope you do too. And leave me comments or send me messages um, on my social media, okay? And like I said before, I'm your friend. We all in this together. All right? Peace.